0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey now, you have already gotten on to the car show uh, rebirth uh, circuit. Uh, tell me, uh, you went to South Life. Tell me how that went.
2: Oh, was awesome. So you know, anytime I go to a car show, it's just nice to, to meet car people and people who are as excited about their car, no matter what kind it is. And as excited as I am about their vehicle and, and to talk about it, it's so much fun. So it was, it was really, really nice. It was on um, the weather, and maybe coronavirus had our numbers a little lower than we wanted to, it to be, but it was still a success, and we had a good turnout.
1: Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about car shows, ideally, they're outside, so there should be some good airflow. I guess there are some inside, you know, like the the cars that they have at the state fair that they aren't having at the state fair. But outdoor ones, if you keep moving, if you don't get into a crowd from what i've heard uh you know i'm not an epidemiologist i don't work for the state health department but i would think if you're outside you're socially distant you're not within six feet of an in person for more than 15 minutes you know that se- would seem like a uh, a thing to be able to to do but now a lot of the car shows are they're getting scheduled they're getting canceled so Anyone who wants to go to a car show would need to double-check to see if it's still on. But when you went to South Life, um, were you a judge for that? I was a judge. It's my second time judging a car show. Yeah. Yeah. You also had judged when we did um, out at the Renaissance, the Eurofest, last year. So tell me about you know being a, a a judge i know you walk around with the clipboard and a badge um do all car shows judge on the same points or tell us how that works from uh, what your uh, experience
2: from what my experience is you're you're looking for different things if the car is kind of stock you're looking for the car to have the stock radio that works um everything in good condition like that and if the car has been modified you're looking for modifications that make the car look good and add to the car those different things you're looking for depending on the car and then what kind of show you're at to have difference. Like Eurofest is a lot of you want original paint job that gives you points if possible if you have a paint job you want it to look good that's any car show so You've got different things, like Southlife is a lot about modifications on cars. And so that was something that you'd get more points for on at Southlife than the kind of car show it is. So it kind of depends on the kind of car show, type that you're going to.
1: So you were talking uh, about modifications at Southlife. What are some types of modifications that... Um, someone who's just going to look at the car show that they might notice, that they might appreciate.
2: What you might notice is billet aluminum or chrome under the hood, um, like a chrome alternator or a chrome air intake system. Um, that's something that you might notice that stands out and makes it look good under the hood. Another thing you might see is a painted valve cover and those look really, really good. Um, Another upgrade you might see is vacuum hose lines that are colored, Um, that'll look really good. Um, Things like that as far as under the hood. And so, and you're looking for that also on the car, like accents, things that stand out to you that would stand out to anyone that notices a car that is different than your daily car that you see on the road anything extra added to it nice mud flaps or a chrome step side um step on the on the car stuff like that is what you're looking for
1: now when you've done the auto shows that are more about restoration and having original parts tell me what things that uh, you are looking for what are some things that are hard to keep original on an older car
2: One of the things that's hard to keep original is the paint job, and something we added to this car show was a point for if you had what was called a patina, where your paint job has faded, but it still looks neat or interesting to look at, and that's become a category in itself to leave the patina on a car, Um, so that's something interesting that can be on a stock vehicle or a near-stock vehicle is original. Paint on there, but not in perfect condition. Um, another thing you're looking for is upholstery to be original. Has it been replaced? Has it been fixed? Is it uh, in good condition? in the carpet in the car and uh, floor mats, that sort of thing, on a on a stock car or one that's been restored, one that's been kept in good condition. If these things are still original on it and in good condition.
1: Well, we hope that uh, uh, the weather and mm, nature <laughs> and uh, intelligence among our citizenry, we hope that uh, that all works out to continue some of the car shows that are scheduled for the fall. Uh, just to let you know here, and we'll have all these links on our webpage and the podcast Uh, cars and coffee are every saturday morning at 7 a.m at sky zone trampoline park in ridgeland now allison you've talked about uh lots of different communities have cars and coffee what would someone expect if they went to a a somebody's cars and coffee
2: Uh, usually there's a good turnout for them and it's basically a free car show you've got people who have done things to their car you've got people who have kept them original that are collector cars um so you usually have a wide variety of vehicles there and you get people who are very enthusiastic about their car and they love to meet other people and talk about what they're doing to it um there's a lot to talk about with cars so it it, the conversation never gets stale and you never get tired of saying the same thing over and over about your car. Um, um, People get to repeat themselves a lot, and and you never get tired of that. It's it's fun to talk about all the things you've done, especially when you put in a lot of time, effort, a lot of money into a vehicle. So it's a a good chance to get out and meet other car enthusiasts and have you some coffee. Um, So that's a thing. And it's a thing all over the world, cars and coffee on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, are a big thing all across the world. And there's there's usually get-togethers at any major town anywhere that you are. And they're fun to go to. So if you're into cars at all, those, those are nice. And they're free and they're fun.
1: That is a good way to to meet people uh, socially distant outside when the weather's good. We also noticed um, on the there's a, a Mississippi car show uh, Facebook group that has tons of information that also has some for for folks in Meridian it also lists some Alabama events for folks down on the coast. It also mentions some Louisiana ones. But on August 29th, the first annual, that's always fun to say, first annual Stringer Baseball Team Car, Truck, Jeep, and Bike Show is at Bay Springs on September 12th. Is the Black Top Posse MC will be holding the second annual Thunder on Main Street on Loosedale. Also on September 12th at 9 a.m. is Sparks and Restoration Car and Truck Show at Lakeshore Park in Rankin County. Moving on to October. There's some uh, Legends of the Interstates all European showing at Eurofest Renaissance at Colony Park that's uh, October 19th October 17th is Twin States Car Show and Motorfest and that's in Meridian Also in October, but on the 23rd and 24th, is the 17th annual Scarecrow Cruise and Car Show in downtown Madison. Have you heard much about, uh, I didn't check on cruising the coast and all of those types of events. Uh, When I looked a few weeks ago, I didn't see any information up about those. Have you heard if those are still going to be going on this fall?
2: I haven't heard, but I'm assuming that they're going on. And, like, even if they tried to stop
1: cruising,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, you've got, like, the one that we went to, the preview before, Cruising the Coast.
1: At, View the cruise um, in Gulfport.
2: Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, how are you going to stop all that? And when that's pretty much like a volunteer thing, it's not even a, a, an a, the actual car show itself. So... Even if they do slow down, there's going to be cars cruising the toes showing off at that time regardless. Um, so I doubt that they'll, uh, they'll stop that. But officially stop that, I haven't heard.
1: We're going to have more about car shows next. You can always send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
0: there it's david green you know there comes a time when you've just got to let go of that old vehicle maybe it has lots of great memories but it's also maybe just taking up space and selling it can be such a hassle so here's one thought let this station take that vehicle off your hands proceeds from the sale benefit this station and you could get a tax break thanks donate your car motorcycle boat or rv by going to mpbonline.org
1: You're listening to Autocorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more Autocorrect, do find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices. Here are the recalls for the week. The 2020 Kia Stinger dealers will replace motor-driven power steering assembly for free if needed. And, wow, 324000 2018 and 2020 Honda Odysseys. Dealers will replace the power sliding door outer handle cables for free. Allison, when I got my uh, Dodge Grand Caravan, I think I would have paid extra to have not power sliding doors because those are always seem to be a little wonky.
2: Yep, they sure are.
1: Now, uh, Honda must have done a thorough check because they've got a couple more recalls. 2019 and 2021 Honda Odysseys, Passports and Pilots, Honda will notify owners that updated software for the rear camera is available and dealers will replace the rear view camera for free if needed now there's wow this one's twice as big over 600,000 2018 and 2021 Honda Odyssey's passports and pilots dealers will reprogram the instrument panel control module software for free if needed the 2020 Kia Toy ride. Dealers will install an additional wire harness to the main fuse box to signal the trailer brake lights for free if needed. Remember, a lot of these recalls are specific to individual vehicles. So you can find out if your specific car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration's website, nh tsa.gov slash recall and inputting your VIN number to find out if your particular car does have a recall. Remind us, Allison, where all can folks find their VIN number? On the dash on your driver's side at the bottom of the windshield, it's
2: there. And when you open your driver's side car door, there's a little placard that has the VIN number there. And also, in your registration or your insurance information that you should be in your glove compartment, it'll be on there too.
1: That's right. Um, If folks tuned in to the beginning of the show, they might have heard the NPR News talking about AAA are cautioning people about their self-driving cars. Some of them not as self-driving as you would think. So they are warning people, uh, if you're using your car in a self-driving mode, don't, don't just uh, turn the car completely over. Uh, you need to pay some little bit of attention. I'll find out more about that and put a link on this show's webpage. We're talking about car shows today, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a call. We're going to go to Anthony, who is called in from Yazoo County. Anthony, thanks for calling into Auto AutoCorrect today. What's going on?
0: Well, thank you for having me and taking my call. I have a question. I have a 2013 Ford F-150 pickup. It seems as of late. It doesn't happen quite that often, but there are times when I depress the brake to come to a stop, my truck shuts off, and I'm wondering what's possibly going on. I took it to the dealership, and they told me just to continue to drive until a check engine light comes on, at which time they would be able to assess what was happening.
2: The Ford dealership said that?
0: Yes, ma'am.
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) Wow.
2: I've never heard of such a thing happening. Um, honestly, what I would probably do is put it on the computer and see if I could see if there's any brake codes or anything. Did they even put it on the computer at all, any whatsoever? No,
0: not at all, not at all. They said if there was no check engine light uh, illuminating, then there's not a lot they could tell me.
2: Well, and it generally
0: happens about have- once a month. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's
2: a- once, um, that does sound like something that's electronic, and okay. and um, it, it should, it won't always set off a check engine light when you have codes for your brake system. So, I'm kind of surprised that they said that there may still be codes on there. So, and then you can't go get that kind of code read at a regular auto parts store, I'd send you there, but I would. Maybe try a different dealer and tell them what's going on and see if they go ahead and put it on a code reader, go ahead and or computer and go ahead and see and check for some sort of brake system codes to see if there's if it's coding for anything. But like I said, that doesn't particularly set off a check engine light, so I'm kind of surprised why Ford dealership would say that. The only reason a check engine light Comes on as if it's affecting your emissions system.
0: I see. Okay.
2: Right, okay, well. and so a brake light's not particularly going to set off a check engine light, but you can still have codes for it and still have a problem in the system. I Does your ABS light and your traction control light come on when this happens, or nothing, and the car just shuts off, or the mm-hmm. or the engine Ugh. just shuts
0: off? engine just shuts off. Uh, I put it in park and it immediately starts up and I'm on my way. I have no clue. I'm not a mechanic. (laughs) Don't know very much about vehicles except filling them up with gas and maybe changing the oil. So (laughs) I thought I'd call it to see if I could possibly get an answer to this or some type of solution
2: i've, I've never heard of that problem before but okay. if uh if it were me i would take it to a different dealership or take it to the same dealership and say i want this put on the computer i want to see if it has codes for anything in the brake system um right. i have to wonder if the service advisor that you talk to doesn't really know what they're talking about and doesn't realize that brake lights doesn't particularly mean you're going to have a check engine light come on. Okay. Maybe they didn't know that. but um, Usually, Ford dealerships are itchy to work on your car and, and <laughs> take <think> something. So <laughs> I thought so. Yes. I'm kind of surprised that this one wasn't uh, acting like that. Okay. Um, I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for you, but that's that's got me stumped, too. I'm I'm not sure what. It has to be something electronic in the brake system and it's but you're i'm kind of surprised your abs light and whatnot's not coming on with it they,
0: they did not I actually went to youtube and tried to find an answer and one of the things that was said is there's something connected to the battery that i should unplug i don't uh really want to unplug anything so
2: no that doesn't sound good i'd rather fix the problem than just go yes, and unplug ma'am. something exactly um okay. another thing you do is just google the everything that you just told me 2013 ford f-150 car turns off when they hit the brakes intermittently and there may be in a ford f-150 forum someone that's dealt with this and they have a fix for it so that's my next step that i would would go to after you already tried the dealership was definitely the first step right um so google that and see if if maybe one of the Ford F-154 and someone has had this problem before and has found a fix for
1: it.
0: Okay, I'll do that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my call again, and you have a wonderful day. You too.
1: Thanks, Anthony. Thank we appreciate okay. you. And uh, right. even, even I know, <laughs> even I've learned from listening to you, Allison, that – uh, the, you may have a engine code and no check engine light so you need to get your code reader read hey that was our last show or the show before that uh, even if you don't have a check engine light there may be something wrong and so you should get that read let's move on to Larry in Biloxi Larry thank you so much for calling in to autocorrect what's your comment or question
3: uh, I've got a question good morning morning. Um, question about changing a seat belt on a Toyota Tundra. Uh, the note on the belt itself says that there's an explosive charge in it. So I've got two questions. One is, first one is, what does that explosive charge do? And what precautions should I take in changing the belt other than disconnecting the battery while doing it?
2: Right, yep, disconnect the battery and let it sit for a little while to let it discharge. But uh, the only thing I could think of that that explosive charge does is lock up your seatbelt in a case of emergency, or either it sets off your side column airbag that's back there in your A column. So your airbag system may be tied into your seatbelt back there.
3: And, and it, it must be, be, be to set off the airbag because you can, uh, if you pull the seatbelt out real rapidly, it locks just on the pull there. So right. it, it can't be that. Right. that
2: yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So maybe it, it's um, that explosive mechanism that it's talking about is for your airbag that's in your, your side. Your side column there. Okay,
3: so I should be okay if I disconnect the battery and let it sit for a little bit, and then I should be able to change it out.
2: You should be able to. I would let it sit as long as you can. Um, I've heard of people letting them sit for up to an hour to let the airbag discharge. It probably doesn't take that long, but it doesn't hurt to be extra precautious.
3: Okay, thanks much. Have a great day. You too.
1: Thank you, Larry. We appreciate you calling in. Um, I did a little looking, and uh, Cruising the Coast, at least on the web page, does have a presence. The 2020 Cruising the Coast is Sunday, October 4th through Sunday, October 11th. Now, last year, Allison and I went to view the cruise, which was sponsored by Gulfport Main Street, the Sunday Uh, the Saturday and Sunday before Cruising the Coast, but they haven't updated their webpage, so I don't know that Gulfport Main Street is uh, supporting a uh, a car show. A couple other car shows that are listed on the Mississippi Car Shows, Events, and Cruise In's Facebook page is on... um, August 29th, there's the third annual Show Up and Show Out Car Show at the Bumpers in Laurel. On August 15th at 10 a.m., there's the second annual Dunn's Falls C-10 Meet & Cruise in Enterprise, Mississippi. Coming up this Saturday, I guess, is the 8th Saturday? Yeah, this is the 6th, so the 8th is Saturday. From 9 to 2 is Destination Oxford Car Show, and that would be in Oxford at the Square. Our email address, where you can always contact us, is auto at mpbonline.org. We are talking about car shows, but that's just between your car repair questions. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that in a bit. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
0: The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns.
1: For listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and They help others listen and enjoy, too. So thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Reports has rounded up the poorest used models of the past decade. Today, we're going to caution you about the heavy-duty Silverado models for 2015 and 2016 trouble with the vehicle's suspension body integrity never a good thing including cabin noises and leaks and power equipment rated among common complaints consumer reports also pointed to the 2011 and the 2012 models as troubled vehicles featuring problems with your fuel and brake systems when it comes to reliability so please read up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car, suggests consumer reports. Car complaints is another resource for unreliable car lists and just lots of good information about your particular car model and make. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years. His review this week is on the 2020 Lexus LC500. Let's go to Homer in Lyon. Homer, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Uh, what's your comment or question?
4: Uh, I called last week about that blower motor uh, on the Dakota. Uh, gentleman called in and suggested what to do. Right? Uh, Allison suggested to uh, look at look look at something online. I did, and that was the exact problem. Drop three boats out when that, that sand motor dropped down. It was full of where well, it wasn't full of. It had some pieces of plastic and some other debris in it and of course it was truck is about 17 years old runs good though but um it the fan squirrel cage had little dust and stuff on the edge of the fan which i cleaned all that off got got it out stuck it back up in there cut it on problem solved
2: awesome. so I, I,
4: I thank you that's that's great i said man this is and I looked at a couple of videos. It's three bolts. Drop it down. Unplug the fan. Clean it out. And I'm an expert now, that uh, at replacing blower motors.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm so glad I, we could be of help. I'm glad it was
4: something simple. I'm glad too because all I could see was taking that thing somewhere and somebody coming back saying, "Well, you know, we can fix it for three or four hundred bucks."
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm glad it was but an easy fix. It.
4: it was. It was an easy fix. I mean, I'm kind of mechanically inclined, but it was really easy.
2: Yeah, you should have to twist a little bit to get up under there, but it's doable. Yep.
4: But, hey, it's, it's, if you can save three, 400 bucks, it's worth it. Oh, yeah alright right. I'll take care. Fix. Thank you. Enjoy oh, this welcome. show. That's great. And I want to thank the gentleman who called in, too. He He suggested yep. that, and... He was right on money.
1: Yep. That was a good suggestion.
4: Yep. I don't okay. Remember. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Homer. We love to hear that. Hey, Allison, that was awesome, right? We need that for a clip Definitely.
2: show. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Definitely.
1: Okay, let's go to Janet, who's calling from Starkville. Hey, Janet, what's going on? We're glad you've called into autocorrect today. Yeah, I called a couple of weeks ago about trading in my Ford Fusion for uh, a truck or something. And those things are expensive. <laughs> I can't afford that. So um, my question is, I saw a Toyota Tundra or Tacoma used 2006. What would be a, What's your opinion about the Toyota trucks or maybe another used truck?
2: What's a good one? The Toyota trucks are awesome. They, they pretty much have a clean record on um, having major problems and major repairs and that sort of thing. So they get an A-plus from me usually when I have a customer that wants me to do an inspection on them. They, they usually pass with flying colors. They're just really well built, and, and uh, that goes for the Tundra and the Tacoma another truck to look at if you want something that's bigger than a tacoma is the honda ridgeline i hear good things about those all the time so that's another good truck and kind of underrated and you don't see as many of them they didn't sell real well because people don't know honda as a truck company but they, Mm -hmm. they put out a good truck too so that's a that should give you some information about uh you know or something that that you'll be able to find a truck in that area in that in your, your price range that suits you, with you know looking at, at that.
1: Okay, well, thank you. I was just appalled uh, that they, they tried to get me to buy a the new Ford Ranger. Oh my gosh, those are expensive.
2: Forty two. It is they're crazy expensive these days. I I remember when the price of the trucks these days used to be like a luxury car. Back when I first got in the cars and was younger, and, uh, and the prices these days are just mind blowing. But they kind of are like luxury vehicles. They're so nice. They have them um, with the really nice interiors and everything. It's kind of fancy. They don't have them stripped down like they used to. <laughs> no, they don't.
1: Okay, well, I'll, I'll look at the Honda and the Toyotas then. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Janet. You know, you just reminded me, Allison, and, you know, Janet may be interested in this. My uh, mother-in-law used to work for the telephone company. I I don't remember which one it was. But as an employee, they got first dibs when they were replacing the fleet of cars or the fleet of trucks for the phone company. And she bought... My then boyfriend, it was like a, a Ford Ranger truck, a little tiny truck, but it was completely stripped down. Um, do do some of these companies that have fleets, do you know, do they sell um well, I guess you know lots of places now run their cars and trucks into the ground, but usually you'd think a company would keep a good maintenance and good maintenance logs and might purchase uh, stripped-down models. Do, do they sell those kind of things, Allison? Um, I know Ford does, and um,
2: I'm not sure if Chevy does, but I do know Ford makes stripped-down vehicles just for the fleet sales. And that sort of thing so that's something she could look into i'm not like in love with the quality of the the ford sleek trucks lately my boyfriend drives one for work and overall it's a nice truck but the suspension squeaks on it like crazy which can be hard to pinpoint a problem when you get suspension squeaks um i don't really like the way it feels on the inside it's uh, even though it's stripped down, it's like the seats are not very comfortable, and that sort of thing. So it's it's definitely an option, but you may be going more bare bones than you want to with the vehicle. But um, with being with that being said, that's Ford, and I'm not sure if Chevy has a fleet sales like that or not, or if maybe even Ram does. Um, so that's, but it is an option to go to the dealerships when you're looking for a truck and say, "I want to look at your fleet options that you would sell to the construction site, construction companies, or that sort of thing." So that is an option. They they do still have those out there.
1: All right, just a thought. Thanks, Thank uh, Janet. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to John from Alabama. Hey, John, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. How are you?
3: Well, I'm glad I got through. I appreciate you taking the call because i got a problem with a 1993 Dodge Dakota 318 Magnum motor. It uh, uh, replaced the fuel pump, cleaned the tank out. Or wooden, the tank was fairly clean. It is clean now Put fuel filter on it and uh i'm having it's not a miss. it's kind of a just a pickle of an intermittent stumble and sometimes when you come up to a stop the engine will surge and it'll uh it'll even back out and sometimes the truck runs fine uh it does use a lot of fuel and i figure that's just got something to do with the routine but I just wondered if y'all might have any ideas on it, because I'm thinking about putting injectors in it, but I'm shooting in the dark, and it's a pretty good chunk of change to have that done.
2: Um, right, it is a chunk of change. I would have a really good mechanic who's familiar with the 318 to have a look at it and see if you can pinpoint it without throwing parts at it. I never recommend guessing and saying let's put these parts on and see if this helps i recommend finding the problem with the good mechanic who's familiar with your vehicle and 318 is a real popular engine um we rebuilt one at when i was in automotive college it's a good engine um so with that being said we did have to rebuild it <laughs> and hopefully you don't have to go to those lengths to to fix your problem. But I would find a, a good mechanic who's familiar with the engine and diagnose the problem. There's a few tests you can run. There's different things you can do to pinpoint it down to whether it's a leaky exhaust valve or something like that and find what's going on without just replacing parts on there before, you know, you you've done spent a lot of money and you still have the same problem with your vehicle.
3: Right. Well, that's why I was wondering about the the fuel injectors because like I said, sometimes it runs fine and it'll go through the majority of the day and it might have that, that soft intermittent miss, but it, it doesn't surge and it, it seems fine. And then other days it's just, it'll crank up on a lumpy idle and, You'll feel the myth throughout the day. It's just like I said, it's not a myth. It's more of a stumble. And it's, uh, like I said, it's just a real wild myth. Of course, it's an OBD-1, and it's not throwing a code on anything.
1: Allison, Homer's on the line, and he wondered if uh, he, he, I think he said he had that same problem, and he wondered if it was a computer problem.
2: That's what I was about to say. (laughs) That it could be a computer problem with this vehicle. Um, Chrysler does have known problems with their computers, and it could be that that's acting up, and it and it can be intermittent like that. So that's a possibility. But it, it takes a good mechanic to diagnose that properly because you you don't want to replace that computer without knowing for sure that's what's acting up because they cost a pretty penny to, to replace. My, my.
3: When I took it in to get the fuel pump replaced there in the tank, the mechanic jumped in and the first thing he did was mash on the gas. I said, Whoa, man, whoa, it's a fuel injected motor. So, no, there's there's not many people around this area that are familiar with the 318s. It's kind of Chevrolet Dot, Chevrolet and Ford territory around here. Huh. Well.
1: Well, John, you know, Allison always suggests, you know, finding a good diagnostician, especially if it's an electrical problem. I hope you can, uh, you know, find somebody, ask around, get good advice from somebody that they like, and maybe you can use their guy. We appreciate you calling in. We have been talking about car shows and taking your car repair questions You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? We're going to tell you next. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
0: no matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app.
1: This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show on our webpage autocorrect.mpbonline.org we've been talking about car shows today and we've had a couple other podcasts shows where we've talked about different things having to do with car shows you can listen to our october 10th 2019 show What's in the news? Uh, they had a list of what folks are buying in 2020. Apparently, Allison, we are the only ones that are not loaded with m- millions and billions of money. Uh, F 150, total sales uh, over 350,000 units. Silverado was second with over 250,000 units. Ram truck was number three. Toyota Rav four was over a hundred and fifty thousand units. The Honda C- crv was about a hundred and forty thousand units. Then we get into the cars. The Honda Civics was sixth with about a hundred and thirty thousand units. Camry a hundred and twenty five thousand units. Equinox from Chevy, 125,000 units. Corolla, about 100,000 units. And then the Rogue was uh, just a little bit less than the Toyota Corolla. But some of those are some expensive trucks. Yes. Um, We have been having so much fun talking about car shows today. Allison, uh, tell us one more thing. Tell us a little bit more about the South Live show that you just went to. Tell us about some of the people who bring their cars there to show. Are they professional car people? Do they have a a, a garage full of dozens of cars? Uh, Some of them just have one car that they show? Yeah, some of them have
2: just one car. Some of them have multiple cars. Um, One thing i noticed that just in talking to the other judges and talking to the people that were showing their cars is that they all do the work themselves. And that even goes down to the paint. Some of them don't do the paint themselves and they do all the mechanical parts themselves. But it was neat to notice like how many people actually worked on the cars and did all that work and, and put in all the blood, sweat and tears that it takes to, to do car stuff. And that was neat, and um, you know, talked to some about their garage setups, and and, and that. So that was uh, one of the really nice parts of South Life that I liked.
1: And you know, going to car shows and boat shows; those are uh, great memories I had when I was little. Well, you know, going with my daddy. Uh, I didn't you know know anything about the engines or whatever, but I would, you know, pretend I was walking around and I would pick out which would be my car and where I was gonna drive on it. If I was gonna drive up a mountainside or if I was gonna drive through a mountain road or if I was gonna, you know, drive around town with the top down, I would pick out different scenarios for if if this was my car where Where would I drive it what are some memories you have about car shows
2: um one of the my favorite memories is talking to a guy who had rebuilt a coyote engine and it was right before I started the rebuild on my car so I had questions with him about different things that you would do like the three-angle valve job and that sort of thing that was that view in the coast that we went to together um and where we had our booth at that was one of my best memories one of the other memories I had was that view in the coast also is meeting people who listened to the show and knew who I was when I introduced myself and then talking to them about their cars. That's some of my, my favorite memories. I, I absolutely love getting out there and meeting our listeners. That's, that's always a lot of fun.
1: That is a lot of fun. I, I did talk to our radio director and he said, you know, if we want to go individually and wear our little autocorrect shirts, uh, that'd be great. But we're not doing any MPB booths because that would be bringing people to us. And right now, we're going to follow the, the the governor's mandate and the state Department of Health officers' suggestion that we all wear masks, that we stay, uh, you know, six feet away from each other at a good social distance, but I think being outside, you know, looking at cars, asking people about their cars, you know, I think that's something I may be doing this fall because it's a good way to socially distance, but still get some fresh air and to meet some folks. Allison, that's going to wrap up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you for sharing your uh, car show memories with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love having Java Chapman part of our team and Michelle McAdoo is all part of our pit crew. Hey, pit crew, that's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> so so for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Please join us each Thursday for autocorrect on MPB Think Radio.